WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Back here on the Rich Keep Show, WEEI, on this Friday night. A heck of a week in the NFL. New, you had major news every single day this week. Monday, you had the scrubs like Arthur Smith and Ron Rivera fired. Although that's not that's not fair to Ron Rivera. He was put in a pretty tough spot. But that was like the traditional Black Monday. A couple of firings. You're like, oh, there's a few openings. And then Mike Vrabel fired on Tuesday. Pete Carroll fired on Wednesday. They'll call it like a reassignment or whatever. But all these guys were fired. Every single one of them was fired. Uh, Nick Saban also, he retired. So that's one where he didn't fire, get fired. But the NFL guys get fired. Thursday, Bill Bell checks out. And then today, Gerard Mayo in. What do you guys think of the timing of, of that? I wonder if it had more to do with the reports getting leaked yesterday that it was in his contract. So if it was in his contract, it was like, well, you, I guess you might as well announce it. But it wasn't even 24 hours, right? It was like. Boom, like, Drod Mayo is the next head coach. And he's, he's like, oh, that was quick. Um, I also think, you know, you make a major decision like Bill Belichick, and then the longer you go without naming the guy, I wonder if they were thinking, like, oh, how sure were they? They don't even know They don't even know who they're going to move on from. Like, why wouldn't you keep Bill Belichick? But I'm sure there's a few things in, in play. But it seems like Robert Kraft knew all year long who he was going to turn things over to, and he was just trying to figure out how, in fact, it was – going to end and to this point Robert's probably thinking he did the best job that he could like his uh, optics wise and like how it looks but just from talking to you guys yesterday and in the first hour of the program tonight I think a lot of people are not happy because a lot of people want to be like 50% give or take of the fan base wanted Bill back and then once you realize Bill was gone the vast majority of people wanted Mike Vrabel in so you're pissed about Belichick. You're probably pissed about Gerard Mayo. You're pissed that it's not Vrabel. Or maybe maybe you're on my side of the street and you're like, we're, we're the offensive guys. It's 2024. Your offense was dead last in the league. Like, ah, you know what will fix it? Another defensive guy. Because like, even Vrabel would have been the same thing. It's like, all right, who's his offensive coordinator? Who's he bringing in? So still a lot of questions for this Patriots team. Let's go uh, back to the phones. 617-779-7937. Adam is up in Portland, Maine. He joins us next. What's up, Adam? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Um, I was just wondering how you felt if uh, uh, Robert Kraft came to the role of like a Jerry Jones and looked over all the things, president, GM, all the personnel. I would not like that at all. And I think he even kind of spoke to that yesterday a little bit during his press conference. And somebody asked him, like, why the te- why was the team so bad? And he was like, I, he's like, you'd probably know better than me. <laughs> yeah, tell you, you know more than me. <laughs> he wouldn't even answer that. I think he knows because he got a little embarrassed back uh, when he first owned the team. And there's that image of him with the stopwatch out timing to Bucky Jones's 40 time. Like he's going to – like he's drafting the players. Oh, you really? Know? Yeah, and I think he's even talked about it. And he talked about it a little bit during the press conference yesterday how – you know, he had to figure out what it was like going from a fan to then the owner of the team and, like, what lines you cross, what lines you don't. Bill Parcells has that famous line about the the groceries and if you're going to cook the meal and all that stuff. So I think overall Robert did a great job of kind of staying away from that. 
putting Bill Belichick in place and then allowing Bill Belichick to run the team. But then when the team wasn't going so hot by the end, that's when he had to step in. Bill didn't like that, but Robert's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, you're kind of you're turning this great team and you're kind of running us into the ground now. So it was a tough spot. But to answer your question, no, I don't think he wants to nor will do that. But he is going to be picking the next guy to run the team. Because that's one of the things, like, when you move on from Belichick, you can't replace Belichick with one person. It's just that's too much. Look around the entire NFL. Right now, nobody does what Bill did. Unless, you know, Bill goes and does it again somewhere else. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But he's the only one that is sort of attributed as the GM of the team or the de facto GM of the team. Every other head coach has a true GM. And even though I'm sure they all have varying degrees of say, I'm sure guys like Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh and, and Pete Carroll while he was there, had more say than like a rookie coach did. They all had somebody else running that, whereas this was this was Bill Belichick's show. So now Robert Kraft is going to have to replace him, but I don't think he's going to replace him with himself. I, I think that's the last thing that he wants. Uh, let's go to Tom and Drake. It. He joins us next year on the program. What's going on, Tom? Hey, Rich. How are you? Doing good. Good, good. Uh, I, I remember that picture of him with the stopwatch. It's funny you yeah. just said that, yeah. but... Uh, I got another. I got a quick story. I was in Ohio about 30 years ago. I'm staying at a hotel for work. I come downstairs to the lobby in the lounge, and I, I thought the president had been shot or something. The people, everyone was going out of their minds. It was Belichick had just let uh, Kosar go. Oh yeah. And yeah. you saying he, you saying he loves to get rid of quarterbacks. It just brought that image back to how, how they wanted to hang him back then for for getting rid of Kosar and. Look at Brady. Look at um, uh, what was his name, Bledsoe. What? Yeah, you, you hit it on the nail. He likes he likes to get rid of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's something that he's always he's always it's always been a thing. And then Brady was just so damn good. And if it wasn't for Kraft, maybe Brady would have been gone a lot sooner than nineteen. You know, not only did he draft Jimmy Garoppolo in fourteen, but then there were all these different rumors about uh, not even rumors. I guess there were reports of him trying to trade Brady which would have been just insane. But that never happened. He's even trying to trade Mac Jones this year. So he falls out of love with quarterbacks pretty quick. Now, Brady's sort of a different creature altogether, but Drew Bledsoe is here. He had Drew Bledsoe for a year. Then, obviously, he got hurt, but you wonder if if it was you know trending towards him being pushed out of that job anyway. Bernie Kozar back in the 90s was like the guy for, for Cleveland. He was like, no, we don't need him. I forget who they t- – it was like Eric Zier or like one of these – one of these guys that they brought in. Uh, let's go to David in the car. He's next up on the Patriots. What do you got, David? Hey, good afternoon, Rich. Thank you for taking the call. Yeah. So th- this is a huge mistake, and, and I know a little bit of thing or two about contracts. You know, being a former professional athlete, I negotiated a few with it. Oh, wait a minute, a David. Huge... Didn't you call in and say Belichick 100% was going to be back? I thought for sure. Yeah, I, you, know, you I, did, I, and you told I me did. you had a source about this. I didn't did. you say this is this guy? Uh, I did. You, what uh, the hell? Did. Wow. He owes us twenty why. bucks. Yeah, you gotta send us a pizza. Everything yeah, will be fine. I do, I do, I do. You pizza something, <laughs> and this is why I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I think the crafts are making a huge mistake here. I, I like Mayo. Don't get me wrong, but Mayo is not ready to be a head coach. He is not ready. Um, they, they have bigger issues, like you were saying, Rich. They need a quarterback. They need a defensive. Co- I mean, they, they need a GM. They need a whole offensive line. Uh, Mayo is being set up for failure, and he's going to fail. And he'll be out of a job within a year. Uh, well, I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get more than a year, David. Thanks for the call. I mean, he has the 
complete backing of Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft wanted he wouldn't let him leave, wouldn't let him interview last year, knowing that he might want him in in a couple of years. So I think he's going to get more than a year. I think he should get more than a year. Now let's see how the whole thing plays out, just just what it looks like and everything else. But it's got to be a pretty extreme situation. It needs to be like Freddie Kitchens bad to get rid of a guy after one year. I mean, Detroit should have done it with Matt Patricia, and they didn't. New York should have done it with Joe Judge, and they didn't. So if those guys lasted more than a year, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be that bad. Over under three years for Gerard Mayo. Uh, and I know you don't have all the information. I don't. St- you know, there's still no, a lot hey, of moving parts. But let's just play a game. But we do a daily I show. Want to play a game. <laughs> we do a daily show. We got to answer questions on the on the daily. I'll say, I'll say over three years. I'm gonna go under. Wow. Yep. Yeah, because I wonder if uh, I mean it could be a push. It could be exactly three and done. Like if they if they miss the playoffs the next couple of years, because you have to you have to reset it. You can't say if the if the Patriots miss the playoffs next year, you could say oh Robert Kraft's team has missed the playoffs three years in a row. But that's not on Mayo. Like Mayo, this this upcoming year is year one of Mayo, and even like a lot of good like Bill Belichick didn't make the playoffs year one with the Patriots. And I know there was already rumors like if oh one went south, he might not have lasted much longer. Did like, all right in year two though. They did pretty great. They did pretty great in uh in year two, but it's tough. I mean, every year around this time, we're talking about eight new jobs that are open, eight new jobs that are open. And so that's a quarter of the league every single year, give or take. This year I think it's gonna be more. I really do. I think after this weekend you might hear another name or two. And that was also the whole time while you had Bill Belichick. So you had one guy who was just, like, locked in. You have uh, Harbaugh, Tomlin, Reed are pretty much locked in, although Reed could retire at any time or just go off into the sunset. But other than that, two, three, four years. We, we, we were talking about the stat yesterday of AFC East coaches just in the same timeline of Bill Belichick. It was ridiculous. It was insane. Rex Ryan and Adam Gase coached both the Bills and the Jets during the time that Bill was just with the Patriots. They've and they like uh, long listed names, a bunch of interim coaches in there, meaning that their other coaches were fired in season. Like just a mess, an absolute mess. Uh, back to the phones as uh, Bill Belichick is out, Gerard Mayo is in. Let's go to uh, Mike in Worcester. He joins us next. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how are you? Doing all right. Um, so. Here's Mike Ben, right? All right. I um I understand Belichick's tier one coach still wants to coach in the NFL. Um, my question is this: Why no one is talking about Belichick's personal life and how it tied into the Kraft's decision in releasing him as a tier one head coach? So, to give you why I'm asking that question, a friend of mine okay. was at Patriots place, nice. had a girl walk up truck. He picked her up and found out that she was Belichick's quote unquote side chick, if you will. Okay. For lack of a better. And you think this has anything learned, to do with Bill leaving? They were four and 13 this year and he's had bad drafts over the last five years. I bet this has nothing absolutely. to do with it. I think it has a lot to do with it. Cause I think the, the Kraft family did not want that information coming forward. I don't think they want their, their family's name smeared through that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, Mike. I don't think anybody really cares about like what adults are doing. As long as it's not illegal, Bill's not married. 
And not to go down this whole road, do you think Robert Kraft really cares about that with, with Bill? Yeah, and I hard, don't. hard for me to imagine that Bill Belichick, of all people, was letting some someone or something else get in the way of football. And that was not it. Like that, I, I really don't think that has anything to do with it. Look at where the team has gone. Ten wins, eight wins, four wins. The outside of Christian Gonzalez, who got hurt after four games, you like a lot of the first couple round picks that they've had recently? I think it has a lot more to do with that. I don't think they give a rat's ass. And the stuff that these owners and head coaches and GMs know about each other and their players and stuff, I bet would blow your mind. And they, I don't th- they don't care. As long as they're showing up on Sunday, they're not missing work for it. They'll let these guys do whatever the hell they want. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, pre- I appreciate the anecdote or the story, but I don't think that has anything to do with. His buddy with, works at Patriot Place. That's good stuff, but I don't think it has. Uh, anything to do with why Bill is no longer the coach of the Patriots. I am fascinated on where he's going to go next. That is really, really fascinating to me. Uh, You guys can weigh in on all of it. Gerard Mayo will uh, have his press conference on Wednesday. So we'll have, uh, that'll be the next time we hear from the next head coach of the New England Patriots. You can join us on all of it at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI. Right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. One day after the Patriots announced the departure of Bill Belichick, the team has now officially announced Gerard Mayo as his successor. A press conference scheduled for Wednesday, January 12th at 12 p.m. Gerard Mayo now becomes the youngest coach in the NFL, taking that title from Rams coach Sean McVay. Mayo is a month younger than Gerard Mayo, also the first African-American coach for the New England Patriots. Little bit of Mayo's resume, he played eight seasons for the Patriots, two-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, and Pat's linebackers coach since 2019. Celtics got smoked last night on the road in Milwaukee, losing to the Bucks 135-102. to The blowout was so bad that TNT briefly went to another game in the third quarter. Uh, Didn't have much success with that other game. They ended up bouncing back to the Celtics uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter. Celtics did have a tough two nights after beating the Timberwolves on Wednesday night and hopping on a plane to head to Milwaukee. The Celtics have the night off tonight. They'll return home to host the Rockets tomorrow night. Tip-off from the Garden at 7 p.m. And the Celtics have a clean bill of health as of right now for tomorrow night's game. Bruins, they've lost now three in a row, losing to the Golden Knights 2-1 last night in an overtime loss in Vegas. That now makes three straight overtime losses for the Bruins. Bruins will stay on the road to face the St. Louis Blues. Puck drops at 8 p.m. tomorrow night from the Enterprise Center. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key Show coming right up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, on this Friday night, wild card, or I'm sorry, super wild card weekend eve. A couple of games tomorrow, triple header on Sunday, and then a game Monday night. You can hear it right here on WEEI. You can join us, 617-779-7937. Bill Belichick, 
gone after 24 years. And Gerard Mayo, who was the last top 10 pick that Bill Belichick had and that the team had, obviously, uh, has taken over. After five years as linebackers coach, he takes over as the uh, the next head coach, 37 years old. Players seem to love it. A lot of response on Twitter and Instagram today from different players kind of reposting the Patriots graphic and all being pretty excited about it, which I look at this two ways. One, like good, like the players like them, they respect them. That's important for a coach. Also, two, not going to go too far out of the way uh, to be excited about it when great, a whole bunch of guys from a four-win team are happy about the move. Like, if you could make a group of four-win uh, a four-win team, as long as you make them happy, then you're going to be in good shape. Uh, but obviously, there's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be a new quarterback in here, I assume. There's going to be a lot of new guys in here. But uh, the head coaching thing, they solved it this week. It was funny. We were talking, you know, Wednesday uh, night. Like, all right, when is this going to happen? When is this going to go down? What are the Patriots waiting for? And then they become the eighth team to fire their coach and then the first team to hire their coach. Because I don't think any of the other seven teams promised a position coach he'd have the job at the end of the year. I think the Patriots are kind of unique in the, in that sense. But let's go to the phones. What do you guys think on uh, what a crazy week it has been? 617-779-7937. Let's go to Alex on 128. He joins us next. What's going on, Alex? Hey, guys. How we doing? Great show. Thank you. And I know that Coach Belichick is listening, so I just wanted to uh, congratulate him on such a great run he had here. And uh, we're going to miss him. He was quite a character. And uh, he always had a lot of uh, interesting stuff, even when he said very little. <laughs> that is true. That's true. All right. There you go, Alex. And uh, Bill, I know, like you said, probably listening. Hi, Bill. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll take that. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm excited for wherever Bill goes just for that fan base that uh, group of media, that radio show that he does. Like, I think when you watch it from afar, it's one thing. Then you see him, you know, doing the post-game press conference, but you're not really covering the team. And you're just like, oh, is it? Bill's kind of prickly. But then when they have to sit down and interview him for 10 minutes or you have to talk to him after the game, <laughs> he, nobody else does it like Bill does. It's not even close. I always joke about how if you actually watch the post-game uh, head coaching post-game interviews or press conferences, how forthcoming the other coaches are. Like, it happens every week. A guy will come off, the, they'll be like, yeah, uh, you know, so-and-so hurt his knee. They're looking at it right now. The other guy has, like, a sprained ankle or, like, he'll be fine. Like, they go down, whereas Bill's like, I don't know, I just got in. I don't have any updates. It's like, oh, no? Nobody came and talked to you? Nobody on, nobody on the staff came up to you? Nobody on the medical staff came up to you? You didn't ask about how any of the players were doing? He doesn't tell you anything. He doesn't want to tell you anything until he does, right? Occasionally he will answer some questions, and that's why he kind of keeps you on your toes. You got to listen to everything that he says. But that who, wherever he goes, like Atlanta, you think the Atlanta media is ready for Bill Belichick to go in there? Eh, they're not going to know what the hell to do with that. I also hope he doesn't go to Atlanta. That seems like a waste. Like if Bill's going to coach two, three more years, whatever it is, like go go somewhere where you're right in the thick of it. Go somewhere where you're playing the Patriots too. I, I think that would be that would be great. It would be great for the game. It would be great for the the whole entertainment value of it. Let's go to Jesse. Also, uh, uh, Jesse's on the pike. What's going on, Jesse? Hey. hey uh, I was just thinking about this. You know, Curse of the Bambino was, you know, quite a while ago, and uh, I was doing the math, and I looked it up, and, you know, we let go of Babe in 1920. 
and then you think about, well, we let go of Brady, and he became a free agent in 2020. So oh, I don't know. I'm not really superstitious, but and I, I hope I'm not speaking this into existence here. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was food for thought, you know. And uh, uh, anyway, that's all I got. I no, you yeah. know what, Jesse? Now that you put it that way, would you say it's going to take 86 years for the Patriots to win another Super Bowl? It's kind of what he's getting at. Yeah. Or or in 2120, there's going to be something big. Yeah, that's true. You could also have another massive, massive move. That's what I was wondering, like, today. Like, who is going to be fired today? Like, if you go from uh, Ron Rivera to Mike Vrabel to Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick, like, what, what, who was left possible today? Nobody. They just hired Gerard Mayo, so that's that's where that went. But if he goes to, you know, the Atlanta Falcons or if he goes to even the Commanders, I mean, I guess the Commanders is in a good division, so he would play – the Eagles twice. He would play his favorite team, the Giants twice. He'd play the Eagles twice. So that's a little bit different. The Falcons just seems like, meh. Like when Brady first went to the Bucks, you're like, oh, the Bucks kind of out of sight, out of mind, but they had a good team, clearly. And then they win the whole thing. So that he like he himself forced them to be super relevant and the best team that year. Whereas Bill, our, uh, the head coach doesn't have the same impact as the, uh, the best quarterback of all time. So if he goes down to Atlanta, I don't know if he's going to make them like as relevant like we're gonna we're gonna follow the games we're gonna see how he's doing but it's not the same juice if he goes to the jets or if he went to the bills cowboys man that would be insane if he went to any of those places but he's definitely going i wonder what his staff's going like that's the other thing is who does gerard mayo surround himself with here who does bill belichick take with him there a lot up in the air yeah, Steve Belichick out of here, hundred percent. I don't know if it's a hundred percent because I think he and Gerard Mayo, at least from the outside, it appeared to get along pretty well. And if they were essentially co-defensive coordinators, if it, if if his name wasn't Steve Belichick, and it was the same kind of coaching role, the same experience, same everything, and the head coach Bill left and Gerard got promoted, I would think that guy would just be the defensive coordinator. But obviously, that's not the case. It's his. It's Bill's son. Well, maybe it's a chance, too, for Steve to get out of Bill's shadow. Yeah, that I think it would be actually good. Like, I, I know it would be good for Steve. He wouldn't have to leave. He'd be familiar with uh, the surroundings and a lot of the personnel, but not have his dad there. And then if the defense was good, wouldn't Steve get a lot more credit? Steve doesn't get any credit now. Steve, nobody thinks Steve does a damn thing. It's the meme, dude. It's the meme. <laughs> the, the meme doesn't help. But, I mean, this guys he's been on the staff for a long time. There's a lot of coaches' kids that coach in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan was one. Rex Ryan was one. There's a, there's a million of them, right? And at some point, they usually kind of break off and they become their own coach. But Steve Belichick hasn't broken off yet. But he's in this scenario where he could stay with the franchise but no longer be coaching under his dad and – maybe finally get just like a little bit of success. That's going to be a weird Thanksgiving and Christmas at the <laughs> Belichick household. It's going to be bizarre unless he goes with him. Like that's also a possibility. You know, Bill could go to wherever, bring Steve, bring Josh McDaniels, bring a whole bunch of the other guys and then that's his staff. I mean, that's what every coach does. No coach shows up and has like all new coaches. He's going to bring hopefully he takes Joe Judge with him. I would hope he would take Bill O'Brien with him, but I don't think he will, especially the way this season went. That was another little nugget in the uh, Seth Wickersham article, which I had not uh, heard because some of this stuff had had already gone over, but uh, trying to find it now. But Bill O'Brien apparently in a meeting didn't like what was uh, going on. 
he and Bill got into a screaming match, and Bill O'Brien stormed off, and Bill Belichick didn't like to even do anything. He was like, all right, whatever. He's, they said, quote, it's almost over. Yeah, oh, here we go. In one staff meeting, O'Brien got angry with Belichick during a discussion about running plays. He stormed out. The rest of the coaches were quiet, unsure of what to do. Belichick just let it go, knowing it all would be over soon. <laughs> like, whatever. He's like, I'm done. So even though Belichick and O'Brien worked together for, what, five years? I think it was 07 to 11. And he's technically in the, the Belichick tree. Robert forced Bill O'Brien to be back. Belichick never really loved that all year. And then by the end of the year, they got into a, you got into a hot little uh, screaming match. He got angry. Talk about running plays. I would love to know what the exact problem was. Like, no, they got to run, they got to run it right here. No, they got to run it over here. Like, oh, yeah, the hell with you. And then, like, that's it. Our offensive line sucks. Like, yeah, I know it sucks. Like, just run the ball anyway. And then in comes Mayo with a bat. Mayo swinging a bat. Like, again, like he's Negan from The Walking Dead. What a weird detail that was in the story. I'm glad you I'm glad you remembered that. There's a lot of words in here. But they're like, yeah, every all the coaches were like quiet and miserable because the team sucked. Gerard Mayo would swing a bat around. I'm like, what? Why would a baseball bat be at a football stadium? It's one thing if like, I don't know, you're a baseball coach and that's just what your thing and you're kind of like swinging it around. You got like a fungo or something. Yeah, we kind of got to know the context. I just, you know what I it mean? seems like a psycho move. Yeah, to be on its face. <laughs> I admit it face value. It does sound strange. Uh like that is so weird. Wait, where where is this part? Oh yeah, here we go. Uh let me find this is like a little bit of a this is like a blurb here. Again, from Wickersham and a host of other authors on ESPN. It was uh the losses combined with the structure Kraft helped set up, empowering Mayo and O'Brien, subtly eroded or uh Subtly eroded Belichick's authority. Another word I can't say inside the building. The personnel and coaching staffs uh, intervened for most of Belichick's run to avoid the type of backstabbing common on other teams started complaining about each other in years past. Belichick would set a vision and leave it to the staff to execute leading to long discussions and creative solutions. That high level collaborative roundtable was a thing of the past. People in the personnel department privately said that it was quote amateur hour with the coaches on game days. Coaches complained that those on the personnel side were incapable of implementing Belichick's ideas. O'Brien, humbled by the inept offensive performance, was invested in finding a solution with Belichick. Mayo sometimes brought a baseball bat to meetings, swinging it around while the rest of the coaches had their heads down, projecting an attitude that he was separate from the rest, a favored son. He was walking around with that chip on his shoulder. And an actual baseball bat. And an actual bat, yes. <laughs> I'm going to try that at my no, next meeting uh, with Ken Laird. Yeah, just bring a bat. We, yeah, we, we should help. We should bring a bat down the hallways. Maybe you'll, like, you'll suddenly have a ton of confidence. Like, look at this guy. Well, I bat. would imagine if you have a weapon in That's your true. hand. So I, I'm surprised other guys didn't start bringing weapons. I would have brought my sword. As soon as I see one sword? guy. Oh, nunchucks? I would have brought my sword immediately. I would have brought nunchucks. Nunchucks would be good. Yeah, nunchucks are badass. Nun, nunchucks are badass, although I feel like if you're not trained in them it's the weapon that you're most likely to hurt yourself with right like a sword it's like one it's like one item it's like a bat with like a knife on it whereas like nunchucks they're coming at you you're that's why because when i was a kid i'd always have to have like the rubber ones because yes. inevitably i was hitting myself in the head cracking yourself in the head yeah i yes. couldn't have the wooden ones yeah the baseball i hope somebody asks mayo about the baseball bat on wednesday i think i need to go down do we have there to go down there and ask him about question. the bat yeah. like, what the hell dude wooden bat metal bat 
What's the point? Game used. What is the, what's the story behind the baseball bat? Uh, let's go back to the phones. We got Rand up in New Hampshire. What's going on, Rand? Hey, I just wanted to say that uh, if Bill's listening or any Patriot Probably. over the last 20 years, I uh, raised two children uh, for the last 20 years nice. and two boys. And it was just so nice to have role models that uh, were not uh, into themselves. They were, you know, very, uh, very humble. And uh, you talking about? Tell that they always, uh, well, I think most of the players, I think oh. there were no players that really put themselves first. And we never had those crazy players except for maybe a one or two here and there that really try to bring the, the attention to themselves. I, I think Bill did a great job. Of, of bringing team first. And I think as you raise your kids, and when Tom Brady got up to the podium, he often spoke very eloquently, and he often praised his other players. And to, for a parent to be able to show their kids how players really should be, it's very valuable. And I just want to say thank you to all of them because yeah. we could have, I could have been in a place where people were like, it's about me and all that other stuff. And, you know, I'm the greatest. And right. We didn't have any of that. Nope. So Not here. Not here. You didn't have any of that. You know, I want to thank all the players that were here the last 24 years, like Aaron Hernandez and Antonio <laughs> Brown and Albert Hainsworth and Chad Ochocinco and Corey Dillon and all those guys. Nothing but the best of the best. They only had true, you know, role models on this team. I would also caution you. And that's fine. And hopefully everything's going great. Sounds like it is. I don't think we know any of these guys. You don't know any of them. I still remember it was so eerie. Like when they were going back the, um, not to spend a lot of time on Aaron Hernandez today, but going back to Aaron Hernandez and they were, there was a interview that they, I think they put in one of the documentaries and it was in the locker room and it was, he had, he had killed people that off season, right? <laughs> he had killed people that off season and he was there. He was at practice and whatever. And, Rob Gronkowski, I think, went on like a cruise or something, and they were like, "Hey, Aaron, did you do anything as crazy as Rob Gronkowski this this offseason?" He's like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "Oh, that's great!" Because last night when I was leaving uh, the station, WEI, I posted to my social media story, and I was like, "Wow, it's been kind of surreal that during Tom Brady's departure and now Bill Belichick's yeah. departure that I've worked for WEI." And I was thinking it must have been really cool. When you guys were winning, when we were winning Super Bowls every other year, the Super Bowls were fun. But that must have been <laughs> oh, that the Aaron insane. Hernandez thing. Must have been wild. That was wild. I can't even imagine what Wei was like that. Those you know, two three weeks. No, so it was it was it was nuts. And that was also one of the examples where Bill Belichick uh, had like a perfect press conference because like he knew it would like when when all the stuff came out and when like when, when Hernandez got arrested. This is when, and there was a handful of times over the 24 years where it wasn't just sports media, it was news and national news media showing up. And Belichick had, uh, like, you could go back and find it probably, like his press conference talking about, like, the whole thing, and he crushed it. Like, it was, like, it was the perfect, perfect thing. Um, yeah, other people in the Twitch chat talking about so Trent Brown, yep, another uh, role model that were, that came through here for the Patriots. Oh, this guy. How could we forget this guy? Belichick. Oh, how I miss you. I just want to kiss you. They just got rid of you. Oh, Bill Belichick. You didn't flatten that ball. 
It was Tom Brady. You didn't spy gate. You didn't deflate gate. He's innocent. So why fire him? When it should have been Mr. Crowd. Oh, Bill Belichick. As long as you cut the check, fight the wrong man. Why fire him? They called it a dynasty. He got seven Super Bowls. Old Bill Belichick. He made me the man I am. Old Bill Belichick. Why fire him? Yeah. That's the Bill Belichick. Hope y'all like that. Now, of course, Chandler Jones. So I had, did like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I did actually. I did like that, Chandler. So. All off the top of the head is what I'm told. Yeah, pretty good. There's no edits, no cuts. You can see it right Freestyle. in there. Freestyle. Yep, not bad. Let's go to uh, Mike in Connecticut. He joins us next. What's going on, Mike? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. So, like, as a Giants fan from the outside looking in, um, I just, you know, I wish, I wish we could have had Bill Belichick. And, you know, like, I obviously, I, I love my years with Tom Coughlin, but, like, so we've had the guy, you know, basically the the master stay home all those years. It, it, it just it's upsetting seeing you know the reaction of some of the Patriots fans on his way out. You know, almost like a good riddance. I'm like, this guy is the greatest, not only the greatest head coach of all time, but he's probably the single greatest football mind of all time. Like he's you know the only you know guy locally I can compare him to probably is Red Auerbach. Like just a guy who's so innovative. Yep. Like he's basically a, a football savant. So you know, good luck to him. I. Every single Giants fan will tell you we all had like a quick thought of like, ooh, we'd love to see him come home and be the the, the DC for Brian Dayball. We we know it's not happening. It was just a quick thought, right. but he's going to go to the Chargers. He's going to you know take over that team, and also you know congratulations to Gerard Mayo. Like the guy was a heck of a player. You know, like look, it's a little mini rivalry between the Giants and the Patriots. Obviously, we were glad to you know beat you guys in the Super Bowl, but like we actually respected quite a few of your players. And Gerard Mayo is a guy, like, I wish he could have been one of our linebackers, you know, the, the last 20 years. This guy was an amazing player. He is another great football mind. I think he's going to end up being, you know, one hell of a coach. And just, you know, like, I hope that he can block out some of the idiotic noise that you, I don't know if you guys have seen it on social media. There are some people idiotic, to, idiotic enough to think that he only got hired because of his skin color. And there are actually some people out there idiotic enough to think that they only hired him as a black man to put him in a bad uh, situation so that he fails, but they're kind of doing it as like a token hire. I'm like, can, can we get well, over this, please? Yeah, no. Gerard Mayo is yeah. an absolute, he's just an amazing uh, a football guy. He was almost I don't say groomed to become the next guy. He's been in the, the works to become the next guy for a while. Anybody that thinks either of those two things is an absolute moron. Gerard Mayo is just a he's gonna be an amazing football coach. Good luck to him. But kudos to Belichick. He's the GOAT. Like he he's the single most important person in the in the history of the Patriots franchise. Well, Without him none of this happens. I would say Tom Brady's more important, Mike, but I get your I get your point. Uh Bill Belichick's super important. Uh greatest coach of all time, but I think Tom Brady more important, but overall, I get his point. Yeah, that 
I hadn't heard that, that, yeah, that's that Gerard Mayo's only hired because he was black, but they did it specifically because it's a bad spot. Like, that's trying that too hard. That is QAnon type that is, level. That and, is and you know what? Another thing I want to say is that I am, I am happy to eat my words. I wish Gerard Mayo luck. Yeah. I personally do not. I mean, I think it's more of the same old, same old. I mean, they yeah. literally call the guy Bill Jr. So uh, I'm not yeah. thrilled. Yeah, I just I, to me, it's more the coaching tree thing and defense. Like the, those two, it's a tough combination for me. But maybe he will be different. Like I guess at this point, we we got to give him a chance. You know, I was looking at one of the last uh, or one of the dynasties in the NFL was the '80s uh, Bill Walsh Niners, and thinking about like how tough it is to replace the legend, right? So, like, replacing Bill Belichick, whether it's somebody who knows him, played for him on the staff, or if it was somebody from the other side of the world, uh, how tough that would be and what the staying power would be. Uh, George Seifert took over for Walsh in 89 and won the Super Bowl that year. Now, the team was loaded. They still had Montana. They still had Rice. So, Walsh was out after 88. Seifert comes in in 89, and then was kind of a wagon and was there for eight years, won two total Super Bowls, was in a couple conference championships, three other conference championships. So that was an example of it working, like one coach passing it off to the other coach. Now, the major difference here, which I understand, is Bill's not handing off a good team. He's handing off a terrible team. And uh, how that all gets uh, turned around, we shall see. They got the head coach. Now they need the GM. They need some other pieces, and they need to hit on that number three pick. 617-779-7937. You can get in here on how you feeling about Gerard Mayo, how you feeling a day later after Bill Belichick. Uh, maybe you read some of these articles that were out there today about the whole relationship with Kraft, Belichick, and uh, really all the coaches so far. So we'll uh, get back to all of that here, taking up until 9 o'clock tonight. That's when the Boomer Esiason football show comes your way. Uh, all on the way, though, next here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, on this fine Friday night. Very busy week in the uh, NFL, specifically in New England. Bill Belichick out, Gerard Mayo in. Didn't waste any time in announcing Gerard Mayo as the next head coach. He'll have his uh, intro press conference next Wednesday, uh, I believe at high noon. And then we can uh, discuss it Wednesday night. But uh, how are you guys feeling about all of this? Should Bill Belichick still be here? Is Gerard Mayo the right choice? What are the next steps Going forward, 617-779-7937. Back to the phone we go. Ken is in Rhode Island. What's going on, Ken? Hey, guys. Hey. I, I just got to contend with something. I, Bill Belichick was the most important cog, you know, with Tom Brady. But there wasn't one year uh, outside of uh, 2005 where the Patriots didn't have a top 10 defense. And there was only one year after 2005 where they didn't have a top five. He was outstanding, and now we're going to pretend that he was mediocre at best. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to deny they ever said they wanted him to leave at some point because I think this is going to be a train wreck. Nothing against Gerard Mayo, but there's no evidence this guy can coach, never, never mind win a championship. Yeah, but I don't know who's – I mean, you might have a few people questioning his coaching, but for the time that he was here, he was fantastic, but – 
you can still be second to Brady as far as most important and still be insanely important and more important than anybody else that came through here. I mean, you well, did the, the good defenses. I mean, I'm pretty sure the offenses were pretty good during that time, too. It was it was good, but it was a running game, and it was defense that won the first three Super Bowls and the last Super Bowl. Brady didn't light up the scoreboard. We won. Did you see the – what about the AFC championship Belgium. game before the last Super Bowl? talking about the Super Bowl. Bill I know, Bob, but you got to get to the Super Bowl, though, and he, he uh, out-dueled Patrick Mahomes in a shootout, no, so I'd probably go with Brady no, there. No, trust me, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that ever lived, I right. think, but I'm just saying, Bill Belichick kept the fourth quarterback in 2000, which is pretty brilliant. I'm sorry, but that he saw something because nobody okay. was keeping four quarterbacks. Okay, well, I mean, I mean the, guy is, the guy's a football genius, and now we're going to run him out of town. He well, who ran, him out of t- who, ran, who, who ran him out of town? Robert Kraft did. So you should, be mad, you should be mad at Robert Kraft. No, and I am. Okay. I am. You know, okay. I mean, it's not like the spy. You don't get a happy ending every time you pay for an NFL season. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, it is difficult to, to go out on a, on a high note. I guess we could, we could spin it that way. But, yeah, I mean, I think Brady was more important. That caller thinks Belichick's more important. Fine. It doesn't matter. That's not even really, I don't think – worth discussing at this point or uh, I what we saw now I'm fascinated to see what Bill does elsewhere and how whatever team he goes to what kind of success they have you know Bill wasn't it, like I'm one of those that kind of splits it down the middle like and I think the caller was kind of going down that road too like there was a certain time where it was a little bit more defense uh, a little bit more like, running game. But then as the league changed, you needed to have a, an elite quarterback. You needed to be able to light up the scoreboard. And then they did. I mean, you can go back and forth between years that they had, you know, top 10 defenses. They had a top 10 offense or top five offense just about every year Brady was here. But either way, uh, let's go to Joey in Weymouth. What's going on, Joey? Hey, what's up, Keith? Hey. Yeah, so I'm directly speaking to outside fans, um, outside New England. Okay. Don't tell us how to feel. Don't <laughs> tell us how to react. We, we didn't. We didn't want this. Um, if you're, if you've been here as a fan for the last, you know, even five, six years, you're just shocked by how Bill has run the team. And last year was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, he got two disgraced coaches to run the offense. And it was just weird and confusing. And just the way he handles the media, he doesn't give any information. I remember the first moment I started to question Bill was um, the Malcolm Butler situation where you see him crying on the sideline during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was just confu- it was confusing. Just yeah. Why is this happening? And year after year after year, my love for Bill just slowly diminished. And what people from the outside have to understand, it's hard to like him if you see what he does with this team. They all think we should just bow down and uh, kiss the ring. I did that years ago. I, I had that time where I was like, it's okay. We're not, we're not good. I'll, I'll think of the past. But when the greatest quarterback of all time leaves, and that leaves you confused, you start asking questions. And anyone from the outside, don't tell New England fans how to react. We didn't want this. I mean, you probably would have loved to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retire Patriots and end their careers that way. And – other people just don't get that. I'm sick of the outside like voices telling us how to feel. Yeah, and you know what, Joey? Um, and sort of thanks for the call. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I think from the outside, and you you get this sense when you watch some of the national shows and hear them talking about it. It's like this was the first bad year. 
Like, oh, this was a, like, oh, they were bad this year, but like, how could he give up on Belichick, the greatest of all time? It's like, okay, well, he had he had an incredible run, but this is not the first bad year. You know, they he it was his choice to move on from Tom Brady, and they went seven and nine, and then they they peaked up a little bit, went ten and seven, and then he made these crazy coaching decisions, and they went eight and nine, and then they followed that up with four and thirteen. They haven't had a draft pick essentially worth a damn in the last five or six years. And that's the other thing. If there was some other, if there was somebody else picking the players, there'd be somebody else to blame. But there isn't. Like, it's Bill Belichick. And it's one of the things. When you're in charge of the whole thing, you're going to get a ton of credit. And, like, the la- the caller previous was talking about, you know, uh, back in 2000, keeping Brady as the fourth quarterback and just the way they ran thing and all the moves that they made. And from 2001 to 2018, you could put a lot of it, not a lot of it, you could put all of it on Belichick, and when it was all good, guess what? It's going to be great. But over the last four years where it hasn't been so hot, there's nobody else to kind of point fingers at other than Bill. And I also like that, too. Like, you, you can't you, you can't tell me how to feel. Uh, don't tell me how I feel about this. Everyone's going to feel a little bit different, and that you're entitled to that. 617-779-7937. Two hours down, one hour to go. We'll keep ripping your phone calls here as uh, Bill Belichick out after 24 years, and Gerard Mayo is in. How do you feel about that move, and what is next for the Patriots? Uh, We'll get into all that coming up. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI.